Hello, everybody. This is the Gentle Dom, and this is episode 12 of the Gentle Dom cast. And you will notice that tonight it's just me. There's no rough sub here. And that's because although I do love him very much, he has not been very eager and available to help me with my recordings. And you might hear this and feel very guilty. And if he does, he can feel a little bit guilty. The truth is that since the pandemic has, well, I won't say ended, but gotten better, our lives have gotten very busy and we've been doing all kinds of fun things and traveling and going back and forth and hanging out with people. And it's just been very um, inconvenient to find a time that we can actually sit down and do the podcast and feel really excited about it. So although I miss my sidekick, I decided that it had really been way too long and I just had to put out something to tide you all over. So tonight, and I say tonight because it's about 10 o'clock where I am, it's just me and I'm going to record And I think I'm going to talk about two topics tonight and my podcast might be a little bit, um, a little bit shorter than usual because I don't have the rough sub here to kind of bounce my ideas off of. I like our little, uh, witty repartee that we have, but tonight I'm going to talk about erotic hypnosis and impact play. So The first thing I'm going to start off talking about is erotic hypnosis, and I just can't help myself from saying it that way, erotic hypnosis. So I will tell you about my own experiences with erotic hypnosis personally. When I first got into the scene, I thought it might be interesting to try. I have never thought of myself as somebody who could be hypnotized, and I've always been a little bit skeptical of hypnotism. Like, is it real? Does it really work? Um, I do believe in ASMR, um, and I don't remember the full name of that, but it's basically the feeling that you get when like, little sounds sort of calm you down and put you into this relaxed state. I don't know if I've ever personally been in subspace, maybe one time, but I imagine it kind of feels like that. So I used to get that feeling when weirdly I was in a room and somebody was writing with a pencil and I was sitting there and just sort of listening to them write and I would get this really sleepy feeling and relaxed feeling that would come over me. And I also feel that way when people play with my hair. So I believe in ASMR. I think that that is real. And I suppose I kind of equated hypnosis with something like that, like a state that you could get in where you felt really relaxed. But I don't know if I ever believed that anybody could force you into hypnosis. And I wasn't sure that I believed um, the the silly kinds of um, shows or videos you might see where people act like chickens. I don't know. So I was kind of skeptical about it. But when I got in the scene, I met a few male tops who were into giving erotic hypnosis. And I actually asked them to try it on me, which was maybe kind of mean of me because I don't think I really believed it. But I was I was kind of open minded. You know, I kind of wanted to see what it would be like. And I specifically remember the first time I tried Um, was with this really nice guy. And I told him that I was sort of unsure about it. And he tried really hard. And 
he was he was good at it, I guess. But to me, I don't think I felt hypnotized. Uh, maybe I just felt kind of nervous. Maybe I wouldn't let myself really get relaxed. Um, it's hard to say exactly why, but I did not feel hypnotized. And I felt kind of embarrassed because I sort of had to tell him that I didn't feel hypnotized. And um, it was just, I felt bad. I felt guilty because he was trying so hard and I was just a poor subject. And then maybe about a year later, I tried again with another top who did erotic hypnosis on me while he was also doing sensual massage. And the sensual massage felt quite good. But I have to admit, again, I did not feel hypnotized. <laughs> there was no part of me that felt like I was out of my element or that I felt, you know, particularly suggestible in some way. And so I kind of just didn't really believe in it. And I'm actually really fortunate to be in a community where there are actually a lot of resources for erotic hypnosis. If you're into it, there are a couple of um, conventions that happen about it. And there are some regular classes where I am that have taken place about it. But I never attended those um, when I was just being a lifestyle dom, right? Because I wasn't, I didn't have a partner who was interested in receiving erotic hypnosis. And it wasn't something that I felt particularly excited about doing. So I just didn't invest the time uh, into learning any of that. And then when I started doing Night Flirt, um, I started seeing that there was there were quite a few flirts who offered erotic hypnosis. And I started getting some requests from some of the guys who I talked to who were interested in that. And initially, I just politely turned them down because I said, I don't really do hypnosis. I don't really know how to do it. Um, and I didn't feel comfortable you know, I didn't feel comfortable saying that I did it because I didn't want to give them a bad experience. And I think I felt a little bit of imposter syndrome that I didn't really know it. And I felt like I'd be faking it. But then I think I there was somebody who just asked me to try it. And I said, well, maybe I'll try it or maybe I'll make a, an audio. And people seemed to really like it. I got a lot of positive response. And I just realized it was a lot of fun. Like it was really a lot of fun to do. And something that did come back to me was that I used to do a lot of guided meditation and um, these affirmations from this particular person who, I don't know if I would say that she's a hypnotist, uh, but she offers a lot of audios that um, are related to various ailments and various issues that you have. And so there are these meditations or these affirmations, and I would do them quite often. And they really helped me when I was having anxiety or, or pain issues. And I think that I started calling upon those when I started doing my own hypnosis. I started remembering the way that I would feel when I was listening to those audios and they did relax me. And I think I sort of inadvertently channeled those when I started talking to people or doing the audios. So at this point, I have made, I think about anywhere from 10 to 15 um, hypnosis video, uh, vi I don't make any videos, hypnosis audios. And 
I'm starting to get more creative with them and have more fun. I've started making up music tracks for them and little bell sounds. And I really want to get more involved in that um, because it's so exciting and it really is very fun, especially when I do hypnosis over the phone, just to listen to someone's voice get very relaxed and very sort of calm and you can tell that they just feel so relaxed and happy and they enjoy it so much and it's really a power trip it's really exciting to feel like I have that kind of control over someone um, whether or not it is real or not um, and I guess I'll I'll talk about that in, in one minute but I really really enjoy that feeling of having that control and also, you know, I am I am a dom in my relationship, but I consider a lot of what I do on Night Floor to be topping, meaning that, you know, I am providing, in a sense, a service, right? Um, I still maintain my control and my individuality, but I recognize that the people I talk to have certain kinks and certain fetishes, and it makes me happy to make them happy or make them unhappy. So, um it's enjoyable for me to listen to someone kind of get that happy feeling that they get from the hypnosis. Now, I mentioned, you know, do I think that it's real or not? And I just don't know the answer to that, to be totally honest. And I'm not sure that it really matters. Because I feel like the truth is, is hypnosis real or not? I'm not sure. But if you believe that it's real, and you believe that it's making you feel the way that you want to feel. And frankly, I'm not really sure that it matters. I'm not sure it matters whether or not it's real, as long as it's doing something to you and you're getting the effects out of it that you want. Um, and so I've kind of just come to terms with that. And I don't know that I have an opinion about whether or not it's real, but I certainly enjoy what what it seems like, the effects uh, it's having on people, men, who I talk to. Um, so that's kind of my little story about erotic hypnosis. And you'll also notice on Night Flirt that I have been putting together some new listings. And they are more tailored to that kind of vibe, that sort of like erotic hypnosis, sort of brainwashing vibe. Um, somebody said that my post, my listing was a little scary, which <laughs> that was not what I intended it to be. But you should check out my new listing. It has some kind of sexy gifts of me. And it focuses a lot on my hypnosis and mind control and brainwashing elements of domination. Um, and I hope that you like them. So that's what I was going to say about erotic hypnosis. And then I think that the next thing that I want to talk about tonight is actually impact play, which I don't think that I have talked about a lot on here before. So um, I don't give out like personal information about people I talk to on the phone, but I'll be vague and I'll say that I have been talking recently to someone who is very into spanking. And uh, it's kind of a fun thing to talk about. I actually really like spanking in real life. I like a good over-the-knee spanking. Or if my bottom is maybe like bent over a chair or, you know, the couch, um, I really enjoy the feeling of my hand hitting a bare ass. 
<laughs> and I really, really love reactions. So spanking is great for that. Um, over the knee spanking is also really hot because you can imagine the position and if someone is naked and they're getting very excited and you're spanking them, then some things get hard and they press against my thighs and it can be very sexual and exciting and I like it quite a lot. It's not something that I've actually done a lot of since COVID started because spanking can be pretty loud as can a lot of impact play and I haven't had the spaces to do it with enough privacy. So it's something that I haven't done in quite a while very seriously but it's something that I really enjoy. Um, I will say that I am a little bit sadistic. I'm sort of sadistic but I don't really want to injure anybody. So my spanking is I don't know. Some people would probably say that it's light and other people would say that it's hard. I sort of tailor it to my partner and uh, I try not to hurt my own hand too much because after a while it can start to, you know, it can start to be difficult. So that's where some other implements come in. And I don't just use my hand for impact play. I have a variety of different kinds of toys. Um, I have a couple of floggers. I have a cane, uh, which is a carbon fiber cane, and it's quite mean and it's quite stingy and I really like it. I have a wooden paddle. I have a wooden spoon. I have a bat <laughs> that looks kind of like a Nerf bat, but it's hard inside. So I guess it's like a baseball bat with some sort of rubber covering over it. Um, and uh, some of my floggers and sort of are, are stingy and some of them are thuddy. So I have a variety of implements, some stingy, some thuddy. I also have these little things called evil sticks, which I really, really love. They're just these tiny little carbon fiber rods and you just flick them against someone's skin and they are really, really mean. They're really nasty. Um, but they just, they're so unassuming and they fit anywhere. You can just literally put them, you know, in a small purse. So if you're looking to inflict some pain on someone and you don't want to bring too much, um, too many items with you, they're perfect for that. So I have a lot of different kinds of impact play toys. I think I'm leaving some out. Um, oh, a crop. I have a crop, which I like a lot. Um, in fact, the crop is one of my favorites because I just like the way that it feels in my hand and it's very sexy. And overall, I just am kind of a reaction junkie. I love getting reactions, whether or not they're reactions of pleasure or reactions of pain or a mixture of the two. So impact is kind of perfect for that because, you know, um, the more excited you get, usually the more pain that you can take. And it's really fun to leave marks and watch someone, you know, get the stripes on them or get bruises. Um, it's very exciting to me to be able to see the impact figuratively and literally that I have on someone. And it's also just like a really fun kind of foreplay for lots of kinky sexual activity, uh, kind of gets you in the mood and gets you in the feeling of being in charge or if, if my partner is, you know, feeling submissive and dominated. Um, 
And you can, of course, always add bondage to that as well. I am not a great rope top. I've tried several times to learn, but I don't have excellent spatial uh, relationship skills. So I generally use um, these very soft leather cuffs and, and ankle cuffs when I'm going to do bondage on somebody. Um, but of course, you can always use bondage to enhance that feeling of vulnerability when you're doing impact play with somebody. So impact is something that I really enjoy, and it's something that I hope that I'm going to get to do a little bit more of now that COVID is getting better where where I am, um, and that I can start going to events and places where I can be a little bit louder in terms of noises that I make. I would say that over the um, last year and a half that the pandemic has happened, I have really cut back on that kind of play and have done a lot more um, play based on orgasm control and denial and ruining, which is actually my favorite kink. So I can't say that I have terribly missed it, but I did a little bit of spanking play a few weeks ago and I had forgotten just how enjoyable it was. So without the rough sub here to kind of play off of, I think that that's going to be my podcast for today. And hopefully soon I'm going to be able to get him back in, I'm going to say the recording booth, but I don't really use a recording booth. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be able to finagle him into doing another podcast with me soon. But I just felt really bad because the last one that I had done was in May and it's July. And I felt really sad because I enjoy doing these podcasts. And I had some friends who volunteered to step in, but it's just been so difficult to coordinate with everybody. So um, other than that, I have, I guess I'll just talk a little bit about what I've been up to in terms of night flirt. um, And in terms of my smut paddling, I am up to, I think, about 175 plus audios on Night Flirt or on I Want Clips, which is where I mostly sell my audios. I'm also, I still have a few up on Clips for Sale, but I don't regularly update there. So I'm up to 175 audios, people. That's a lot of smut. <laughs> That's a lot of smut that I've made. So if you're looking for any sexy audios, I have a lot of them. Um, I am still on Night Flirt. My schedule varies. Sometimes I am on and I don't keep my line open, but I might still be there. So if you want to talk to me, you can always just send me a message. And if I'm available, I'll let you know. The summer has gotten a little bit, you know, difficult in terms of keeping a regular schedule just because there's been so many fun things happening. And like so many people, I've missed out on those during the pandemic. So my schedule isn't quite as regular as it has been, which I know can be frustrating sometimes. I also was the runner up uh, in the kink category for the Good Sex Awards and um, it was a writing contest, which was quite fun. Um, and I was pleased to be a runner up or the runner up for the kink category. Um, and I also have some of my writing up on Literotica and I have a link tree up on my blog where you can see where I am pretty much everywhere. I am on YouPorn Erotica. I'm on Literotica. I'm just on so many 
so many social media platforms now, um, it gets a little bit overwhelming. And I also try to regularly update on my blog, but I just get so busy that sometimes it's difficult to keep up with everything. So if there's anything that you specifically want to talk to me about, or you have any questions about, or you want me to address through the podcast or through my blog, you can always let me know. Or if you ever want to talk to me, of course, you can always call me on Nightflirt or chat with me there. And um, I enjoy, I really enjoy, enjoy it when people contact me who found me through my blog or through my podcast, because it's always kind of fun um, to talk to somebody who has gotten to know me a little bit already. So that is all for this lovely evening, my darling deviants. And I hope that you all are having a good summer and that you are staying healthy and staying safe. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.